Meseches Rosh Hashanah, Perek Gimel, Mishnah Vav. Shofar Shenistak. This is a shofar that was split, vidibko, and then glued back together. Puzzle, it is puzzle. So the Gemara says that the Mishnah is referring to a scenario where there is a crack along the length of the shofar, and the crack also completely penetrated the wall of the shofar. So in lengthwise, it's all along the length of the shofar. And in terms of how much in widthwise, how much through the shofar, uh, the crack pierces, it goes all the way through the shofar. And essentially, there is a machlokas rishonim uh, regarding what exactly is the nature of the crack. And according to Rashi, the shofar is completely split lengthwise into two completely separate pieces. And based on a disqualification of the Gemara of Shochar Echorom Rachmana, Velo Shnayim Ushlosha Shofaros, that you have to have one shofar and not multiple shofars that have been even reattached, says Rashi, that is why, uh, even if it is glued back together, this becomes possible. Tosus holds that the shofar was split along the length, but only one side is detached and one side remains in place. And according according to Shof according to according to Shofar, according to Tosis, uh this is possible as well, even if you have uh put the shofar back together. It is still not uh, permissible to use. Says the Mishnah Debake Shivre Shofaros Possible. Let's say a person glued together different pieces of a broken shofar. That also, even if it broken apart in the width in several places, uh, that also would not be considered a kosher shofar. Nikave, what if there's a hole in the shofar? So here we're talking about a situation where the size of the hole is less than half of the shofar, uh, which essentially leaves most of the shofar intact. Any hole that covers most of the shofar would puzzle the shofar completely. But let's say there's a smaller hole than that. Usisomo, and the individual sealed the hole. If the hole was such of such a nature, that before we sealed the hole, it was not a functional shofar. And it's only as a result of the sealing of the hole that now it becomes a functional shofar, then puzzle, then the shofar is puzzle. But if the shofar would have been fully functional in terms of the ability to produce a sound, even before we sealed the shofar, and now, subsequent to sealing the shofar, it's just um, more, you know, looks better, and it's more whole, and the shofar is, is easier to grasp, whatever the, whatever the reasons for sealing the hole are. So then, kosher, then the shofar would be kosher, as the sealing is not providing something essential to the functionality of the shofar. Mishnah Zayin. Mishnah Zayin discusses a fascinating scenario where an individual finds themselves uh, blowing shofar in one location and other individuals who are trying to be Yotze the Mitzvah find themselves in a different location. Some of the Mepharshim say that this Mishnah is actually depicting a uh, Halacha Lamaisa scenario as there were periods in Jewish history where people found themselves blowing shofar uh, in secret, in hiding, in various places, in pits, in caves, and different things. So says the Mishnah, 
So what if a person blows shofar into a bar? Now the problem is that you need to be able to hear the call, the voice of the shofar itself, the call shofar, as opposed to the call havara. The call havara is the echo of the call of the shofar. That is not the voice of the shofar itself. That is the voice of some sound wave reflecting off the wall of the pit uh, that is now reaching your ear. You need to hear the call of the shofar itself. So says the Mishnah, If you blow into a pit, or you blow into a cistern, which is also a type of a pit, or into a cask, which is also a type of pit, which is also, it's not a pit, I apologize, but it is a uh, environment where you are um, separated from the people outside by some sort of encapsulating uh, wall. In kol shofar shoma yotza. If one is hearing the voice of the shofar itself, you are yotze. Vim kol havara shama, but if you're just hearing the echo, then you are lo yotze. You are not yotze. And there's a major machlokas rishonim with respect to what exactly the Mishnah is saying here in defining, uh, these opinions. These halachos. Rov Rishonim understand that anybody who was in the bar, in the pit, can be assumed to have heard the kol shofar, and the Mishnah is being instructive of the people outside of the pit. And basically saying, look, if you're outside of the pit, if you believe what you heard, if you assess that what you heard was the kol of the shofar itself, so then great, then you're yotze shofar, you just heard it from a different, a different location. But if you believe that you did not hear the kol of the shofar, you heard the kol of the echo of the shofar, so then one is not yotze the mitzvah. The rush believes that anybody standing outside uh, has to assume that they most probably heard the kol havara. Uh, and so therefore it would be, it would be a problem, it would be a problem in any case. The Mishnah then goes on to say, a new scenario, v'chein, and the same is true, misha haya over achore beisakneses. Let's say someone was passing behind a shul, and they heard the call of the shofar from inside the shul. This could be very practical. If one finds themselves, for whatever reason, ha- having to step out of the room, where the shofar is being blown, and one is in the vestibule of a shul or in the hallway, and you hear the call of the shofar coming from inside the base haknesses. Oh, shahaya beiso samuch le beis Or someone whose home is in such proximity to the shul, in such proximity to the base haknesses, that they can hear the shofar from their home. Vishama kol shofar, and they hear the voice of the shofar, o kol megillah, or they hear the voice of the megillah, of kriyasa megillah. So now the Mishnah says, even if we're sure that you're not hearing the echo in this situation, because there is no echo, it's being done in a, in a normal room. I guess if it was a very cavernous room and there were echo concerns, then perhaps we could, uh, we could address that issue. But here, we are dealing with a scenario where you absolutely hear the voice of the shofar or the voice of the Megillah. The problem is that are you really in fact focused and having kavana with respect to fulfilling this mitzvah? So says the Mishnah, Im kivein libo, if he was mechave in his heart, if he concentrated, if he focused himself on fulfilling the mitzvah of hearing the shofar, then yotza he's yotze. And the Gemara says this is following the opinion that mitzvahs tzrichos kavana, that mitzvahs require intent. That you have to have in mind when performing a mitzvah that you intend to in fact 
perform this mitzvah. There's another possibility of mitzvah saying trichos kavana. So says the Mishnah, but if im lav, but if you did not have kavana, so lo yotza, you would not be yotze. Then the Mishnah elucidates, avapisha zeshama vizeshama. Even though one person standing in the house and one person standing in the shul, and they both heard the exact same sound waves coming from that shofar or emanating from the balkore of the Megillah, nevertheless, zekiven libo, this one was mechaveh. This one had, if mitzvah strichos kavana, intent to fulfill the mitzvah, or even if mitzvah saint strichos kavana had at least intent to uh, to hear the voice of the shofar and wasn't under the impression that it was something else. So says the Mishnah, that kiving libo vizelo kiving libo. And this other individual was not mechaveh was not uh, intending to fulfill the mitzvah. And so therefore, for one they would be Yotze, and for the other they would be not Yotze.